You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. In Arizona, we're very aware of the power of wildfires, and some have experienced firsthand the powerful image of our Lord's words in today's gospel. I've come to set the earth on fire. I saw a report that said the heat of a forest fire can go as high as 700 degrees. Flames can shoot up to 300 feet, and a firestorm can travel through dry timber faster than anyone can run, just consuming everything in its path. The 2013 Yarnell Hill Fire, just 90 miles northwest of here, left 19 members of the hotshot crew overrun by flames and at least 127 structures totally destroyed. At the nearby St. Joseph Shrine, most of the statues were covered in black ash, but amazingly, every wooden cross along the stations of the cross still stood while trees burned just inches away from them. Jesus, of course, was not talking about wildfires as we think of them. He was speaking about the fire of God's love, the Holy Spirit that he came to kindle upon the earth. The prayer of the upcoming men's and women's Curcio weekend retreats will begin. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Love is the fire that Jesus longs to see blazing upon the earth, transforming it into the kingdom of God. But this fire does not spread with the uncontrollable power of a wildfire. It must be ignited in each and every individual heart. The fire of God's love burns without consuming, just like the burning bush that Moses encountered. It is a fire that burns slowly and at times may even be almost extinguished. The fire of God's love burns slowly also, because it is resisted by our own human sinfulness, human condition, fallen nature, whatever you like, it keeps the fire of God's love from blazing forth in our world. Tragically, our sinful nature and resistance to God reduce us to ashes. I've come to set the earth on fire. I've come to bring division. Jesus, why so harsh? Can you imagine Peter thinking, settle down, Lord, cut back on the caffeine a little bit there. But Jesus puts it right out there. Following him will lead us into the life, death, resurrection mystery of baptism in his name. Jesus is running out of time, but his apostles and followers just aren't getting it or igniting. These 10 central chapters of Luke are called the travel narratives. That's because Jesus is making his final journey to his passion and death in Jerusalem, and it helps explain his harsh words. So you can pick your sport. In golf, this is the 18th hole on Sunday of the Masters at Augusta. In baseball, this is the bottom of the ninth, two innings, or bottom of the ninth inning, two outs. In football, this is two-minute warning in the fourth quarter, running a hurry-up offense. In soccer, this is the last-minute stoppage time, or maybe a shootout. Things are urgent. 
John the Baptist prophesied about one who was coming who would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. The combination here of fire and baptism looks forward to the tongues of fire at Pentecost. This is when the disciples were baptized with the Holy Spirit. But before the Spirit can be given in this way, Jesus must suffer the baptism of his passion and death. John the Baptist also warned of punishment by fire at the judgment when the Son of Man returns. So these two aspects of giving the Spirit and judgment are not surprising since Jesus came as a sign of contradiction. He comes offering peace to those who accept it, but since some reject his offer, he brings division, which will even divide families. However, in Christ, there is hope despite all the division, chaos, and ashes of our lives. We've all heard of the phoenix bird. As many as 10 ancient cultures like the Egyptians, Persians, Greeks, speak of this bird in their mythologies. The phoenix resembled an eagle, had a tail of gold and very colorful plumage. It also had a 500 to 1,000 year life cycle. Near the end of its life, it would build a nest of twigs that would ignite, and both, both the nest and the bird would be reduced to ashes. From these ashes, a new young phoenix would rise, destined to live as long as the old self. The bird's ability to rise from its own ashes implies immortality. And in Christian art, the Egyptian phoenix became a symbol of resurrection and the immortality of Christ. So the phoenix is a symbol of rebirth and change. We know that phoenix is the capital of Arizona. What some may not know is that this city was built over the ruins of the Hohokam civilization. Atlanta also uses the phoenix as a symbol because it rose from the ashes after it burnt down in the Civil War. So it's always interesting on Ash Wednesday, people come from out of the woodwork. I've spent many hours as a chaplain in the hospital chapel, uh, distributing ashes to patients, family, staff, of all beliefs. It makes sense that so many people celebrate the service because we're all familiar with ashes. Ashes represent our brokenness, failures, hurts, eventual death. Those that choose cremation are buried in ashes. What are your ashes? For some, there are ashes of divorce, or maybe dashed hopes that a child, spouse, or parent were here at Mass with you. Others may be struggling to come out of an addiction. There are ashes of grieving, a struggling marriage, physical sufferings, broken dreams. Everyone at some time has to deal with ashes in their life. Sufferings, misfortune, accidents, disease, brokenness, they're part of everyone's lives. However, our mistakes and misfortunes aren't meant to define us, but can refine us with the hope of Christ's resurrection. The idea of the phoenix is pretty powerful because the bird rises from its own ashes. It's the ashes themselves that are the fertile ground and seed of its rebirth and change. Likewise, our sufferings can be the place where grace interrupts the troubled lives 
and leads to new beginnings. Many people experience their bottoming out as a place where they start to rise up again. If you're suffering defeat or feeling low, then there's nowhere to go but up. You can move on from self-pity and negative thoughts and come up higher. Even though you feel reduced to ashes through sin, you don't have to despair. Similar to the phoenix in Christ, in prayer, in the sacraments, like confession, you can rise from your ashes, whatever form they take. Look for your ashes to be a place of rebirth and change, but that's through the fire of God's love. So inspired by Jesus, St. Ignatius of Loyola told all his missionaries, go, set the world on fire. So this passion for the mission of spreading gospel is a thing of saints. You know, we all want to be somebody. We just need a taste of who we are, children of God. We all want to be saints, but are we willing to go that far? The only real tragedy in life is not becoming a saint. And finally, St. Catherine of Siena famously proclaimed, if you are what you should be, you will set the world on fire. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.